Definitely Baby acknowledges the traditional owners, the Wurundjeri Willem and Boonarong peoples of the Kulin Nation, of the land on which we record and share our stories. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and future, and recognise this unceded land on which we live, work and learn always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Definitely Baby, a podcast that shares interviews with people about their unique experiences in transitioning into parenthood. I'm your host, Chelsea McRae, and in each episode, Definitely Baby shares stories about parents' postpartum period and beyond, and about the challenges and nuances that we unearth in this deeply beautiful yet intense time. Every parenting journey is full of surprises, but if you can count on one thing, it's definitely baby. Hey everyone, welcome to episode seven. In this episode, I'm joined by my lovely partner, Haken. Together, we're parents to our 16-month-old daughter, Hazel. Now, before you listen to this episode, you might want to go back and listen to my story from last week's episode six, if you haven't done so already. It was really nice to chat with Hagen about his perspective of his parenting journey so far and recall some nice memories together. Before we get into it, I just wanted to take a minute to say how grateful I am for everyone who is listening to the pod so far and to all of you who've taken the time to send me some beautiful feedback. I'm putting so much of my unpaid time into this because I think it's such an important thing to bring to you. So honestly, every little message I receive does mean the world to me and helps to motivate me to keep going with it as well. So my little pod has nearly reached 1000 downloads, which is just so exciting. (laughs) And I feel so humbled that you're all listening and enjoying it. I'd really appreciate if you would give me a rating on whatever platform you're on and share it with any friends you think may enjoy it. That really does help me to get it out there and into more people's lives. So thanks so much and thank you as well to all of the beautiful people who filled out the form and sent me a message to organize an interview. Please, yeah, do get in touch if you would like to come on the podcast as well. I'm so overwhelmed by all of the love and support and can't wait to bring more beautiful and unique stories to you soon. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, Hagen, my love. (laughs) Welcome to... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for asking me to be on here. It's nice to have you. Um, Okay, so could you... Start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yep. Well, um, I'm 35 and I'm a secondary school teacher. I teach mostly English. Um, and with you, I also run a like English tuition business. And we have one daughter called Hazel, who's um, almost 16 months. And I mean, and yeah, my partner, Chelsea, obviously. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> hello. Yeah. And I guess I kind of feel like I have to include, I should include like my parents 
and your mom and your auntie in our family because they spend time with us every single week. I think that's probably, um, they're pretty essential in that as well. But I think that covers everything. Yeah, beautiful. Lovely. <laughs> um, and what would you like to tell us about your life before you became a parent? Well, um, before I was a parent, I think I very much identified with my profession as a English teacher. Um, and that even came with the kind of aspirations to do, to be a writer of some sort as well. But that was something that I often deferred to, you know, when I had more time or that sort of thing. Um, and I put, and I really love the school that I work at. So I put a lot of time into doing extra things around school there. Um, I think that'll probably, there's more to the story with, you know, how, how my identity's changed around that since having kids, having a kid. And, um, mm. you know, I was in a, in a pretty new relationship. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out how that was going and enjoying that being nice and, you know, sort of fresh. And I guess, um, seeing where, yeah, seeing where that was going was, <laughs> was pretty exciting <laughs> that was pretty much my life before before the moment of um deciding to have kids like you know living social like having a exciting social life and you know i mean living on my own in a share house in well no living in a share house in carlton um so yeah it was a uh, a fairly unattached life, I think, is the best way to describe mm, it. Yes, yep. Well, no, no, attached to things, but nothing that you couldn't detach from pretty quickly if you if you chose to. Pretty independent. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and so how are you feeling when, yeah, we first found out that I was pregnant in that on that fateful trip in Tasmania? <laughs> well, well, how I was feeling was hungover. And then, um, <laughs> cause it was seven thirty AM and, um, but at first, I mean, I really wasn't thinking about, hadn't been thinking about having kids. So, um, we'd been together for nine months. So I thought, and I think I remember saying to you, there's probably nothing you could say that would make me think it was a good idea. But then I thought about it for a couple of weeks and realized that unless I was going to stick with not wanting to have a kid, I kind of had to just go all the way in the other direction to wanting have, to have one immediately because I don't know, there's no, there's no time or, or space for kind of dithering around that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, then I just flipped and was like, all right, let's do it 100% in um, no regrets. And that's about it. But, uh, yeah. So how's that feeling? Like not prepared, but suddenly ready. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a, and excited. Yeah. That was definitely a very big time for us. I mean, it was a bit of a whirlwind is how mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of would describe that as like, yeah, just did not, obviously did not anticipate that in any sense of the word and then had to spend a few days in hospital because they were worried it was an ectopic pregnancy and 
you couldn't stay mm. there with me in the night, but I remember you came in and you wrote me a little, a beautiful letter um, that I had there to read mm. and uh, brought me some books. And yeah, that was a pretty emotional time, I guess, for both of us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, when you talk about details, it was felt totally crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I yeah. kind of forget yeah how intense that period was because it yeah for both of us we kind of went from yeah being in a new relationship and not anticipating having a baby anytime soon let alone together we hadn't even considered yeah whether we would become parents together in the future or had that conversation so there was so much to navigate there and yeah, like it yeah, it was a very, very intense time. But I think because we're so happy now and I can't imagine life without Hazel, it's really hard. Or yeah, maybe hard isn't the right word, but I don't I can't really look back on that period. Like a, yeah, I forget <laughs> how intense that period was. Yeah, and I guess it's because it's such a decisive it requires decisiveness. You know, it's like, if you're going to do it, then that's what you're doing. There's no kind of like, wait, there's no way back after you make that decision. So yeah, looking back on it is like, oh yeah, that's right. That was very, very un, a short and uncertain period with lots of, um, yeah, lots of things like, like, yeah, well, you know, just even just spending time in, in the hospital, like for a few days, you're just like, oh man, haven't needed to go to hospital for ages and then you're thinking oh wow we're going to be here a lot more you know over mm-hmm, the next mm-hmm. how many months and, and whatever mm. yeah 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 so you know we made that decision we were getting excited we decided to move in together and so yeah could you give a brief summary of how my pregnancy and the birth was for you sure well um, the pregnancy was fun and exciting and honestly made me feel pretty special because you, know, you become the center of every conversation when <laughs> you're just like, Hey, here's my new partner, Chelsea. And also we're pregnant and everyone's just like, what? <laughs> Sometimes I even didn't tell people for a while because I didn't want to just drop the bomb <laughs> and then take over the dinner for the next hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Like you told my sister, because I was waiting for the moment to tell her and we were at her like 30th birthday party, <laughs> you know, so it was kind of like, look, I know this is your 30th birthday party. That's great. Wait, was it? <laughs> yes, it was her 30th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, that's great. But also there's something, you know, way more important than you <laughs> than that going on. But um, yeah, so I just you know, couldn't find that moment. And then she sat me down and was like, hey, do you have, do you want to talk to me about anything? <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't anticipate telling her and taking that from you, but she found me crying in a room because <laughs> I was talking to to my friend on the phone. I mean, I didn't feel robbed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, there's, it's it's kind of all the same thing when someone finds out about that, mm. no matter how it happens. And, you know, I, she didn't feel like, why didn't you tell me or anything? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, totally. She's um, very understanding. Yeah. Yeah, so all those, all those things were a lot of fun. Um, surprising people and and that kind of thing 
and that and and you know it was i enjoyed all even though a lot of them don't actually come to fruition all the promises of childcare and um being there and all that sort of stuff like it was really affirming to have people say that you know in their dreams they imagined spending a lot more time with you and wanting to be a part of your family and you go oh i'm so glad that you think of me that way even if it doesn't happen you know with everybody in the future um yeah so that was a lot of that was all great and the you know and the birth was you know there's a lot of complicated thinking around birth um in the world and that just can't help but get into your brain i think um you know we were we spent a lot of time trying to decide about home birth or the hospital and um you know in the end we kind of ended up with like a sort of finger in every pie like we had it all set up and we ended up kind of doing all of it which by the end of it was like well we feel pretty satisfied that we gave everything a shot and you know in the end you've got you have a baby and we had ways to you know tell our story that made us feel happy about it um and so we kind of you know because like we spent yeah time with heaps of different people having lots of conversations and i mean i i kind of very quickly stopped reading anything about it because i just felt it a little bit like destabilizing or something you know because a lot of the a lot of the information was sort of saying this is a natural process and it'll happen but then at the same time you get all this stuff about various interventions that may or may not be necessary like whether that's in the hospital or even just like things you can do at home you know or you know all those stuff about how to how to bring on the labor with all these home um like remedies and all this kind of stuff and you're like wait a second is this a natural process that's just going to happen or is this something that we need to like be kind of like trying to manipulate and control you know i fell on the side of preferring the natural process because that meant i had less you know we kind of had less to do <laughs> and a bit less responsibility you know but um but but it's almost like you know prepare then improvise in a way and so i felt like we were quite comfortable with all the decisions that we made and all the things we'd set up for ourselves and then when you you know were having the baby having hazel it was 48 hours of just like you know adrenaline intensity paying you know incredible attention to everything that's going on um and i guess by the time you're getting to the end, you kind of have that feeling, well, the end, you know, which is also the beginning, you have that feeling of like, well, you know, we were both there for the whole thing. We were involved in the decisions that, that people made. So, you know, it is, I guess what I'm trying to say is we put a lot of time into making sure we weren't disempowered, which I think is the thing that seemed to keep coming up is that it can feel quite disempowering. Mm. And, you know, we had moments like when we were at home and I remember thinking to myself, like, I can't see how this is going to happen, you know, 
like I like we're there. It's been been like many hours, and I'm just thinking like this is I just can't see how a baby's going to come out of you, you know. Mm. <laughs> and I mean that's the wonder of birth, I guess. But at the same time, like it was also the practicality of like it really didn't seem like it was it was happening. And it turns out, I guess maybe it wasn't in a way because like then we went, then we went, but then we did go to the hospital. Like wow, we're so glad that we had this available you know because we felt so relieved when we got there and then but we also didn't feel like we were there too early or anything like that because we'd taken the time we needed to be at home to see Mm. what happened there um and then you know it was i guess the interventions cascaded by the Mm -hmm. when we were at the hospital (laughs) at each stage it was kind of like we were able to say look this is becoming predictable you know we've heard that this sort of thing happens. Is it really necessary? Because it's not part of what we wanted to do. And so if you're going to do something that deviates from what we want, you really need to be able to like make damn sure that's the thing that needs to happen rather than just what your protocols, you know, outline and try and not be a dick about it, you know, and try and not like put people offside. But, you know, there were moments like where it was just, you know, like when you were getting the epidural, it was like a moment of just being like, everyone, please, let's stop. Can we stop mm. doing what we're doing just for a few minutes so we can talk through this because we needed to feel good. Like we needed to feel like it wasn't all just spiraling out of out of control. And especially after like, I don't know what that was, like 40 hours at that point, it just starts to get kind of like, you know, will the madness ever end? Um but also, you know, when I look back at that time, it's like, you know, those moments where you're vital and it's just like you're living, you know, you don't want to go to sleep. I mean, you've got adrenaline, but you don't want to go to sleep. You don't want to miss a second of all the action, even if the action is just, you know, you sitting in the bathtub or something <laughs> like, you know, you're working hard and you want to be there like working, trying to be like, you know, we're all going to work just as hard to make this happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like. I guess the summary of that is it was awesome. It was great. Mm, awesome in, in the in the sense of, yeah, overwhelming and stunning and, um, you know, unrepeatable. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember some really powerful moments of connection between us, like that moment when we were at home and we were in the bath and we were looking at the, photos that Avanya had put together. I remember that being a really mm, special yeah. moment. And yeah, you like we both cried. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember you right. saying to me, you know, I've never seen you like this. Like you're so powerful. And yeah, it was really special mm. to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was the, you know, even though you didn't have a home birth, it was the time that time at home was important. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that we had that you know, that we didn't go into hospital and get induced because I think we wouldn't, you know, feel as empowered in it if we hadn't Mm. experienced that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, because we decided that we didn't, like we decided uh, when they wanted to induce you, we decided Mm. that that's not what we wanted to do at that time. But like, yes, you know, but then later on it was like when that came up, it was like, yeah, okay, this is the time to do it. Mm. Um, you know, because we still had things we wanted to do, I guess, before 
we started the labor in a way, or we wanted to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so how are you feeling in the few days after Hazel was born? How are you feeling about becoming a parent? Honestly, I can't even remember thinking about it. I think I was just doing it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I just, I mean, it was, I was pretty glad that you stayed at the hospital for a few days because then I went home, went to bed. Um, (laughs) but probably very necessary for you. Yeah. Well, for, yeah, for, but for, you know, you couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah probably wasn't until we came home from you know I mean I and I really you know it had that kind of like you know memories from when I was a kid and like my sister being born she's three years younger than me but I feel like I had memories of you know being someone babysitting me at home while mom was giving birth and then going to visit mom at the hospital and then coming, you know, and then them not being home just yet. So I'm sort of waiting, but I know I've got a sister out there, mm. you know, like Luke Skywalker or something, you know, and then I go <laughs> and meet, and then I go and meet her and then see her for a little bit, but then come home again. I mean, I may be wrong. This might not actually be what happened, but, you know, so that time after the birth of Hazel was felt a little like there was a sort of connection there because same thing, I'm at home waiting until I can go back to the hospital then going back to the hospital and being like seeing this new thing, just being like, wow, you know, what's, mm. and trying to figure out how to interact with her and, and all that sort of thing. And then going home again and having to wait. So it, it had that sort of um, nice, almost like a, uh, a pause after the labor between coming home, you know, and then we came home and it was just like, oh my God, this never ends, you know, like just, um, that that was when I was thinking about parenting, I think, because it felt like, I don't know if I can, you know, if, if it's going to be like this for the rest of my life, like that's not going to work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's going to have to work, but I don't know how it's going to work. Um, mm. You know, just like the first night, like I just remember calling dad the, the morning after the first night and he was, because I think they were coming over or something. And I was like, what do you need? Do you need anything? I'm like, we need bins. We need more bins. Like we only have one <laughs> bin in the house. Yes. Like how did that happen? <laughs> because, you know, Hazel was in our bedroom and the only bin was in the kitchen. So I'd like wipe her bum with something. I'm like, man, what do I do with this? I'd mm-hmm. run to the kitchen, come back, wipe her bum again, run to the kitchen, come back, she's peed on everything. You know, I'm like, I need a bin to put the stuff she's peed on. Need a bin for a nappies, need a bin, you know. And so that was like, once we got the bins, that was the first step towards reasserting some, some organization and made me start to feel a little bit like, oh, okay, okay. You know, you've, there are strategies mm. <laughs> like, like four bins <laughs> that can help you. The four bin strategy. Maybe I'll write a chapter about that in a book. <laughs> you should. <laughs> it's all you need <laughs> that early postpartum. <laughs> oh man. If we'd had those beforehand, you know, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, That's gosh. another thing for people to think about. Wait, we can't go to the hospital yet. We haven't got all the bins. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Don't need more to be thinking about in that time. Nah. Mm. Okay. And so how much time did you have off work? I had four months off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, my whole life has been lived according to the school term calendar so I took 
I had the September holidays, which is two weeks. And then I took term four off without pay. Um, and then I had all the summer holidays as well following that. So then I went back to school at the start of term one, 2022. Mm, yep. Yeah. And that was, that was amazing. Like it's, I feel so lucky that we had that period and yeah, I think we, yeah, would say that at the time, but it was such a privilege that we could, you know, that we could at that time afford and prioritize you taking both of us, you know, being in unpaid situations and taking all that time off. And I think that that was a really beautiful time for us to have. And, you know, Hazel could really bond with you every day. And we, yeah, it really felt like we were really 50, 50 parenting at that stage. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like we were 50, 50 parenting, but we didn't have to cook meals or anything like that. Cause we had people cooking meals for like, we had people bringing food and, you know, it's like, we really got to focus on, mm. yeah, it was a very pleasant time. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How, how were those four months off for you in terms of those kind of things in terms of cooking, cleaning, um, managing visitors and all of that as well? Oh, I think it was all good. I mean, we, we had like help from friends and family with, with cooking and, um, you know, dropping food off, which was awesome and cleaning, like, like, you know, I mean, your mom was really helpful, has always been really helpful cleaning. Like, yes, she still is. Yeah. Tidy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, with people dropping around, yeah, I guess we, well, we didn't really see anybody for quite a while. And there was also still, you know, there was like COVID restrictions were lingering. So, um, we kind of didn't have to, I don't feel like we really missed out there. Like it was, um, kind of nice not to have a lot of people around. Um, especially just cause trying to get naps like your own naps in so that you, you feel like you haven't lost too much sleep. Um, that's a lot easier when you don't have people coming over because then you can sleep when you feel tired. Whereas, you know, if someone's coming over in half an hour and you're thinking, damn, I'm ready to hit the sack. And then they're there, you know, there were, I can remember a few times of just like, you know, monosyllabically working my way through a conversation mm. until someone gets the hint that it's time to go. Because, you know, it's like, why isn't he asking, you know, why isn't Hagen asking me any questions? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he kind of looks like Go. a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is one of the best bits from that time is when my dad took a bunch of photos of us, like, <laughs> days after we got back from the hospital. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, they're terrible. Wow, first family photos with Hazel. And then you look at him like, wow, that we look <laughs> we <did>. awful. <laughs> yes. Nef- oh not, not framing these. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Felt like a, yeah. Did not feel human. Mm. Yep. And so, yeah. How did you find that transition of going back to work at the start of term four after having all of that time off? Um, it really, like I felt my, my identity had changed for sure. Um, because I, I think a lot of my thinking about life before that was that, you know, I'm a, I was really proud. I mean, I've always been pr- 
proud to be a teacher. Um, I think it's a great profession. I've had, I've definitely struggled with it at times, but like, um, overall, like it's an important part of my, who I, who I am. And before I had a, had a child, I'd be, I spent a lot of time at school. I didn't even really, you know, often kind of like, you know, didn't really think about my home as, you know, like I do gardening at school and like take care of the garden there. But at home, like I didn't do anything in the garden because I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really care. So, you know, and that was because I saw that as an important, like part of, of a school of like an educational environment, you know, like raising plants and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I put a lot of extra time in at school and then, yeah, once I had, a, once I had, we had Hazel, it was, there was a lot more of this feeling of like, I want to go home, you know, like get to the end of the day or, um, and just be feeling like, yeah, I miss my, miss my family and, and want to go and be with them and think and not, you, you know, and that, you know, and that sort of translating into kind of being more aware of hours that I'm working and, and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, when I'm making a decision, not thinking like, yeah, I'll just do it. Like, I don't have any other plans, but it's more kind of like, or, you know, like, um, going on camps, you know, like love doing camps, love running camps, but now it's kind of like, well, there's like this opportunity cost. Like I wouldn't just be sitting around at home. Otherwise, like I'd be spending time with, with Hazel, um, you know, or spending time with you. And so it's, um, even though I love doing them, there's still a, a sense of uh, there are other things like it needs my time needs. I, I like, I need to kind of think more carefully about how I use my time. Um, yeah. Which I mean, that's fine. Uh, that, you know, to me, that just means there's more stuff going on than there was before. Um, and in some ways it makes me feel like, I'm living a bit more deliberately with a bit more, putting a bit more thought into it than just being like, oh, I've got an, I've got enough time to waste. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, you know, so going back to work, it felt like that pretty quickly. Um, and then just on top of that, obviously feeling tired. Um, but also feeling, especially early on, like I was kind of glad to get back to work because, you know, it's hard, it's hard work being at home. There were periods where going to school felt like a bit of a break from from the child from taking care of Hazel, or you know, or just a break from like the environment of you know we having having lots of family, people coming over, looking after her, and all this all, all this sort of stuff. So go to school, and it's like, well, here's an environment that I actually can comprehend a little more easy, you know, more easily, like my, I know what I'm responsible for and what I'm not responsible for or something like that. Yeah. Whereas at home, it's kind of, we, we were still sort of negotiating the load, um, in a way, you know, with people that were with like my parents and, and your mom and auntie coming over to look after Hazel and, you know, us work like, cause you were back at work doing tuition as well. So, you know, all that sort of stuff that took a, that took a long time to, I feel like that took a long time to settle into a, into a sort of like, so that everybody had an understanding of what their, 
what their roles were around the house. That sounds so managerial. I didn't, you know, <laughs> but that's kind of the thing, right? Like, you know, management is a form of it's control and it's like home life felt out of control, which when you've got time, that's fine. You know, you just go with the flow, but being back at work, it's like, Ooh, I need some order. Mm. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's something I was saying in going back to what you were saying a little earlier, what I was saying in my episode last week, you know, um, there was times when I felt a little bit resentful of the fact that you could just check out of parenting. Whereas I couldn't, you know, Hazel, especially before she started any solids, but she was exclusively breastfeeding. And so I couldn't be away from her for more than a few hours Mm. um, at a time. Whereas you could go and have so much of your old life back. And I felt like your identity was far less altered than mine, which, you know, isn't necessarily the case. It's all relative to our own experience, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it was, I think one of the hardest things was say, if we had someone over taking care of Hazel while we did some work being like, well, am I allowed to go for a walk? You know, like, or is that, <laughs> is that kind of like, Hey, Hagen, you're not using this time properly up. We're here so you can work, you know, don't relax. You're like, you're not, we're not here so you can relax. Yep. When that's actually such an important thing for you to do is to take that time to relax and go out for a walk or yeah. have a nap or care for your mental health in those ways. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so how, from your perspective, how has my feeding journey been with Hazel? Um, pretty easy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> from my perspective, wholeheartedly from my perspective, but I mean, yeah, as an out, as someone who's not doing it, looking in, I mean, there've been some moments where it seemed like, well, like you were saying, the fact that, you know, she's relying on you every, every few hours to feed her mm. being difficult. And I remember, you know, feeling like feeling that, um, like getting the sense of that from you and that, uh, or, you know, the times where you had, had mastitis, um, but, you know, like, but I feel like even those could have been worse. Like, mm. oh, absolutely. and, um, so yeah, doesn't, doesn't, I mean, I feel like I really haven't had to do much to help in that regard. Um, yeah. So thanks for that. <laughs> hey, no worries. <laughs> that you've been, you know, you're so conscientious about all those things and I, I guess sometimes I've been, you know, sometimes I say to myself, it's okay for, I mean, I don't check with you about this, but I say, you know, it's okay to let that be Chelsea's thing. I'll try and pick something else up. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's nothing you can, <laughs> you can really do there. You're not going to suddenly be able to produce any milk or something. I wish you yeah, could yeah, be a nice break right. sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And how about our sleep journey with dear Hazy? That's definitely been the most challenging thing 
Like she doesn't even, well, I don't know. It doesn't seem like she sleeps that badly most of the time, but uh, just things like, um, you know, it's not, I don't, I really love sleeping with her in the bed, but I don't, I no, I really love having her in the bed with us, but I don't sleep that well when she's there. And so, um, trying to find a way, you know, like we have another bed in the front room. Um, so if I've got to work the next day, usually I'll sleep in there. Uh, but still trying to figure that like, you know, in a way it's kind of like making decisions to solve an issue that you think doesn't need to be so like that you think seems a little bit self-indulgent or whatever. But then when you think about it, it's like, well, if you're having trouble sleeping, like that's going to mess with everything. So you should try to sort that out. Like, you know, we bought a king size bed pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Great purchase. Yeah. And like, that's the best, but you know, but then in the front room, we only have this like single bed and it's like a little bit too small for me. So, you know, sometimes I wake up like, I don't know why I didn't sleep well last night. I'm like, maybe we should change the bed. But then you're like, no, this is getting ridiculous. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like for some reason, you know, it seems like too, you know, it's like when you're lying in bed trying to get to sleep, something that doesn't help is thinking about all the things that are keeping you awake. You know, the thing that helps is to just sink into your mattress and get tired. But, and it's the same sort of thing, you know, you're trying to figure out how to get a good night's sleep while trying to change everything all the time, like just doesn't, you know, as if you're trying to find the perfect solution and it's like, well, is it that I need to do something different or we need to change the physical surroundings? Yeah. So that, that, or, you know, and you know, every, every like couple of months we have the conversation about maybe we should move Hazel's cot, you know, but then it's like, oh, wait, there's reasons why we can't do that. Like, um, cause we don't have the space and all that sort of stuff. So probably being the sleep has been the most ever present issue, I think. Um, and yeah, one that we're still still figuring out but i mean we've at least kind of got things so that we can get enough sleep to not feel like you know ratty you know yeah and i mean i kind of you know honestly i kind of remember if i felt rested before i had a kid you know what (laughs) i mean like like you don't want to kind of have a thing of like oh now every problem you know every every sort of existential or you know life issue I've got now is relate is because I've got a child. It's like, nah, yeah. know, I'm pretty sure there was some, some frustrations with things in life before, before Hazel was born. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, like, yeah, you kind of, and at least everyone warned you about sleep. Yes, they do. Yep. One of the, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can't, really understand what that's like until you're in the thick of that you know it's yeah you're just on someone else's agenda like the bait you know you don't know what a night's going to be like before we go into it which makes things tricky yeah and sometimes the struggle to do something is what's making you tired you know rather than you know because there's some all that stuff about you know get 
like all these little things to help Hazel go to sleep and to try and manage sleep and that sort of stuff. But it's like maybe just accepting that, you know, she's not unhealthy because she's sleep deprived. Like we're doing okay, even though we would, you know, could sleep more. And like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes striving for the ideal is the kind of uh, pro, like the exhausting project in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So how about our relationship? How do you think that that has changed since we've become parents? Uh, well, considering that we haven't been together very long. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess we don't really think about what the future of the relationship is as much anymore. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah Um, kind of uh determined for us no yeah well i mean and i suppose that could be a that could be a problem but i i think in some ways we know that the future will be long together and ever-changing which yeah is pretty exciting um i mean i think i just feel like you know we're, we're pretty much capable of anything because because this happened and we uh you know every every time we we have some conflict we we talk through it um and become stronger for it and you know often i just say to remind myself like of what you were like through the pregnancy and and through the labor and and afterwards, you know, like as a, as a mother or as a mother to be, and just think, wow, you know, there's amazing, like sort of feel interested to see what other amazing things you can do as well, because you've already done, you know, that's a kind of pretty awesome benchmark. Mm. And like, I mean, creating the podcast, you know, that's a cool project and it's the sort of You know, I just, I feel like, you know, when you do do something great, like have a kid, um, then it sort of shows what's possible, you know, and that one's a little bit more like, well, it's kind of, in some ways it's straightforward because once it starts, like there can be, there's all sorts of complications and it can go in all sorts of directions, but the goal is pretty much set from the beginning. Whereas, um, you know, with other projects, you've got to be a bit more self, maybe more self-motivated or something like that. But the fact that it's been done, like having a kid has been done, it sort of makes you wonder what else could be done if you just saw it through. Yeah. So I suppose what I'm saying is in terms of our relationship, it's just opened up a whole realm of possibilities through, yeah, this one kind of huge and collaborative experience. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, yeah, I feel really lucky that I'm on this journey with you. And even though, you know, like any, anyone would, and especially under periods of pressure, which dear parenting can do for you, (laughs) um, you know, I still feel, yeah, I feel so thankful for you and how you really speak talk through any conflicts that we have together and 
yeah, I feel really supported by you and really in love with you. And that's a really beautiful thing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks as well for, you've been a great motivator in starting the podcast. Like I spoke to you about all my ideas throughout the year from when I first had the idea when I think when Hazel was around three months old, I was thinking, you know, I, I want this podcast to listen to right now. And I spoke to you about it again and you were, you were always so encouraging and I'd just <laughs> kind of find reasons not to do it or put it in the too hard basket. And mm. yeah. So thanks for your, yes, your support there. Um, okay. And so how about your relationship with your friends? How's that changed since you've become a parent and do you have many friends who have kids? Um, I don't have many friends who have kids. Uh, the friends that I spent most of my time with before Hazel was born, none of them have kids. And um, we don't really spend time together in the way we used to anymore. But, you know, some of them were just amazing, uh, you know, after Hazel was born, I, I guess after the baby's born is when you sort of find out what was, you know, said in the spirit of the moment and what was said with like some real intention behind it before, you know, when the baby's on the way. Um, but, you know, friends saying to us things like, we want to keep on doing what we do together. Um, what needs to change to make that happen? Um, and, you know, that just being a very moving thing to, ex to experience because it's exciting. I mean, of course you want your friends to know your kid um, and to be, be a part of their lives, but you can't kind of just like drag the kid, you know, you can't drag your child along to just every, every event each weekend in order to stay up to date with what's going on. Um, we did for the first few months, like, you know, Hazel would just like be asleep in my arms, like while actually I remember, you know, when we went to Tassie and she was like asleep in my arms while we were up the front dancing to some, whatever that Welsh electronic artist was, <laughs> you know, with everybody, yes, you know, and she's just asleep there. So that was, that, you know, and there's moments <laughs> like that. You're like, maybe it's possible. Like maybe nothing else. Yes. But then she's yep. kind of... It felt a lot more possible at that time when she was yeah. younger. Well, and we were like, we won't, we won't let this affect us. Like, we'll just bring her along to things. Yeah. That's a bit easier when they sleep a lot and, yeah, less mobile. Well, it was like her way of dealing with being grumpy was to fall asleep for an hour or two, you know. <laughs> totally. Whereas now her yes. way of dealing with being grumpy is like cracking it. So... Having a tantrum. Know, yeah, yeah, she has more agency and she tells us about about it when she's un, unimpressed mm -hmm. so you she kind sure of does. yeah so that's doesn't really happen you know things don't really go down mm. like that anymore um but i mean you know that'll change too because eventually she'll be older so yeah it's been i suppose there's been like a i guess i'd say like there's been like a winnowing of my social calendar but not so much my social circle you know so i'm still yeah and, um, and, and then, you know, really, I only have one friend who has a kid and it's been, you know, when we catch up, I think we're like probably better friends. Like we we're a bit closer now cause we actually have 
you know, we have this thing to talk about that's, um, you know, a shared experience and we've known each other since high school. So it's really, it's nice to sort of re to sort of like be on a new chapter. Um, cause you kind of want, you know, a lot of the time with high school friends, you're wondering like if there's any more, anything else to come sometimes. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about your sense of your own identity? How has that changed? Well, well, I think I kind of talked about it when I said about going back to work. Yeah, you did um, a bit, yeah. That's definitely been the biggest thing. Yeah. I kind of had, I thought I'd be a pretty good parent. Um, and maybe the only thing that's, the only thing about that my identities have changed, like I'm not sure what I was like waiting for. Like I'm not sure why I put it, you know, thought that I didn't want it. I'm not sure why I thought I didn't want to do it because it's good. And so my whole, that, that whole conversation with myself was just flipped completely. Um, partly out of necessity because I am a parent now, so there's no point being down on it, but um, also just out of like experience being like, you know, I'm, I might even have been waiting for this to happen for a while, which is kind of a cool feeling. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You just didn't mm. realize it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so how's everything going for you now? Um, good. Yeah. I mean, the school year's the school year's just <laughs> begun, um, mm-hmm. you know, which I approach with a mixture of like excitement and dread. Uh, Hazel keeps changing and, um, that's kind of ever exciting. It's, you know, I don't want to spend more than a day away from her because when I see her again, I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> you know, I miss so much, um, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like there has been a bit of a, maybe it was over the holidays. It feels like things kind of settled over the summer holidays with maybe it just, maybe even January, you know, things just sort of, settled a bit and I was like, okay, yep, I'm going to stop trying to not be, not do what I need to do to sort of survive. And, um, you know, like rather than being like, oh, I'm missing out on this music festival or something like that. And, and then like going and then being really wrecked afterwards or something, maybe just sometimes saying, look, you know, there's, there's, it, it's okay if you don't go. Yeah. Like, you not you're not really, it's not like that's the way, you know, it's not just like you're, you're trapped as like, if you don't go to one, you can't go to any because you're not a music festival person anymore or something like that. Hmm. Oh, great. That's awesome. I agree. Loving, loving our life at the moment. I think we're in a really, really good groove of things. I mean, you know, obviously still challenges like Hazel's sleep the past few nights and waking up 5.30, that's mm. no fun, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, so if you could go back in time and visit new parent you, new parent Hagen, what words of advice or comfort would you give yourself about the parenting journey you're about to embark on? Mm. Well, I think a pretty... 
I think an important revelation I had was that like, you know, things are always changing. So, you know, if I was feeling like, you know, hadn't had much sleep and I had to go to work and I was just like, not this again, you know, I can't, I can't go on like this. Like this is unsustainable. You know, if this is the way my life's going to be, then, you know, it's going to suck. You know, if I just remember, well, you know, Hazel's changing all the time. This stuff is changing all the time. So your life's not going to be like this forever. <laughs> this is just a moment that's that's a difficult one. So you'll get through it. But then you kind of also have to keep that in mind at the good times that, well, you know, this will also pass. So enjoy it for what it is. But don't crack it when it goes away and things are hard again. And you look back and like, I thought we had it all sorted out, you know. So, yeah, I guess that's just a pretty classic thing of, yeah, just um, accept, accept the changes as, in a way, the thing that keeps you from getting stuck. You know, it's inevitable. You don't even have to do anything about it. You know, it's not like you've got to be proactive to make anything happen. It's going to happen. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, awesome. All right, and we're up to the final question. So what is one thing that you have found surprising about parenthood? The most surprising thing about parenthood is it's as challenging as you think, which is that I thought it was going to be more challenging than I could imagine. And that turned out to be true. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of surprising that I was right. Cause I thought maybe it would be a little bit easier than I thought once I was in it, but challenging is not necessarily hard. And it also kind of comes with more reasons to take on the challenges than you've ever had before. Like I feel you know, when something's difficult, um, then you don't ask whether it's worth it. You know, and I think that's probably why people get, why you do get tired and that sort of thing. Because, you know, if you're doing something and it's late, you know, it's 4am and you've got the option of whether you do it or not, you know, or you don't think it's worth it, then you just go to bed. But like, if you're, if your kid is unwell or having trouble sleeping and they need comfort at 4am, it's worth it. You know, you don't, you just, you might not want to do it. You might wish it wasn't happening, but like you just get up and do it because there's some purpose there. And like that purpose is actually like moving you. And that's, that's great. Um, so I suppose maybe the surprise is the sense of purpose actually, rather than the, rather than the, the challenge. Um, but it almost makes the challenges, you know, people, it's like people talk about it always it being hard and, and that sort of thing, but there's a, there seems to be a reason behind all those things that you have to do. Yeah. So that's, that's been a really, a really cool thing to discover and to, to relish. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, my love, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast for this episode. It's re been really nice to speak with you and speak through our 
you know, our past year and a little bit and oh yeah, couple few years, I guess. Uh, mm. And yeah, thanks for sharing all of your experiences. Well, I, I appreciate you taking an interest in in my story, you know, in my part of the experience. Of so yeah, thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's go have some lunch. <laughs> yep. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to see some photos of Hagen and our family, check out the Instagram at Definitely Baby Podcast and give us a follow to see episode updates and information. I'd really appreciate if you'd share the podcast with a friend, subscribe or give us a rating. And so I'll see you next week for another lovely episode.